This is Sports Jam, and my guests today are U.S. Olympic rower Alex Miklasevich and his father, former University of Pittsburgh basketball player Matt Miklasevich. Thanks to both of you for joining us on Sports Jam. Of course. Thanks very much, Doug. You know, this is a very special show for me, because Matt and his late brother Dave were not only teammates and friends of mine on the basketball court at Franklin Regional High School in Murraysville, Pennsylvania. We had one of the better teams in school history there. And Matt's sister, who I knew well and still do, Pam, and former Sports Jam guest Cheryl Ellison led Franklin Regional's girls basketball team in 1979 to the Pennsylvania State Championship in hoops. Pam is seventh on Pitt's list of all-time leading scorers. We're going to get into Matt's play at Pitt on the court a little bit later. You know, I've had a chance now to finally meet the Olympian of the family, Alex Miklasevich. Alex, first of all, congratulations for making the USA Olympic rowing team. Thank you very much. Yeah, it, it means a lot. It means sort of the culmination of all of these years of work um, and just the achievement of a dream. I, I remember after my freshman year of high school in the summer, I'd come home and watch videos of like pretty much every Olympic race that's out there and just really kind of soak you in. And so to make it to this point in my journey, it's, it's pretty surreal and it really means a lot. You kind of had a feeling that this was coming about. You've had such a tremendous career in rowing and you've made the men's eight team. And what's the difference between like a men's eight and men's four other than the actual people who are traveling in the boat? Right. So the men's eight, um, there's eight rowers and one coxswain who's facing, we're all facing backwards and the coxswain's facing forward. So they're sort of steering us and directing us. Probably the biggest difference is just the speed of it and sort of the volume of the race. It's a very, like once off the start line, it's, it's very wild and very fast. There's a lot of power and effort going forward. So it's sort of like a drag race. It, it's just, you just get off the blocks and go as fast as you can the whole way down. Um, the four is, you know, there's just four rowers there and it's, it's a little more silent and it's just the boats are so dynamic. They just shoot off the line and it's just, it's very exciting to see them come down the course. In lane one, the Dutch in two, Great Britain in three, Germany in four, in five, the United States and New Zealand in lane six here. Well, I think we're going to see a, a, a real tussle down the course. We saw in the women's eight final, all those crews stayed in contact through the first half of the race. And then it was just America pushing out. I love watching USA compete in the Olympic Games in rowing. It's exciting to, to watch what's going on, even though I have no clue of what you have to go through. But we're going to talk about that, too. But, Matt, you have two sons and a daughter. They all got into rowing, right? So Matthew was at MIT and then Julia at Ohio State and Alex at Brown University. Wait a minute. This is supposed to be a hoop family who led Franklin Regional to Great Heights and then one on two went to play to University of Pittsburgh and Dave went to play on a Carnegie Mellon. How did this whole rowing thing start for the Miklasevich family? Well, I would say rowing, well, because Pittsburgh has the three rivers and they really do have a wonderful rowing program, lots of schools on the Allegheny and the Mon and down on the Ohio. And Alex, Matthew and Julia did play basketball. It wasn't their passion. They enjoyed it. They did soccer. They enjoyed it. But rowing, uh, Central Catholic, Matthew was the oldest, and they had a program. They went to all the Catholic schools to talk about the program in eighth grade. And then they also invite all the eighth graders, men and 
girls, boys and girls down to row for a day to learn. And Matthew enjoyed it. And I think even Alex may have tagged along a little bit, but Matthew in ninth grade loved rowing, enjoyed it. A lot of hard work, early work, you know, that they start early, they stay late. And Alex was just immersed in it. And then once Matthew got into it, Alex got into it. And then once Alex got into it, then Julia got into it. And also another thing for sports um, in Catholic school, they were after Alex to play football. And I just said, no, you know, I don't want him to get hurt. And in rowing, it's very physical, but the hurt is what you do to yourself. You're not going to get a concussion. You're not going to get a torn knee in other sports like that. So they got their competition with rowing. And I think that's fulfilled them very much so. And Alex, not only are, have you made the Olympic team, but one of your friends and former classmates at Central Catholic High School has also made the team in the men's four. And so how exciting is it for you and Michael Grady to both become Olympians at the same time after training together in California and being high school teammates? Yeah, I mean, it's really special. Um, it's, pretty, it's pretty incredible we've gone this whole way together. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's hard to describe. It's really, I mean, we, we've just been competing against each other from as soon as we started and, and then rowing with each other in the summer. So it, it's been really great to come out here and, and sort of reconnect like we did in high school and, and keep competing, rowing together and supporting each other through this whole process. Now you're joining us from the uh, national team training center in, in Oakland, California, right? That's where you're at in California right now. Right. Yeah. Can you give us an idea of what uh, a day of training like, knowing that you're headed to the games in Tokyo? Yeah, so now um, we'll train twice a day, once in the morning, once in the afternoon. Um, I mean, most of the work's been done, so we're sort of just doing the higher end speed, um, trying to touch those, those sort of starting and finishing paces a little bit more. Um, and we're also we're trying to prepare for the, the humidity in Tokyo by we're doing Bikram hot yoga. So we're trying, we've been trying to get, get used to the heat that way. Um, nice. So nice. It's, it's sort of, it's a little bit more of the same, but a little bit less volume, more intensity. And yeah, everyone's, the excitement's building. You can feel it each day. It's getting more and more intense, but in a good way. I think the team's in a great place and it's, it's just more and more exciting each day. Now there's one terrific rower back from the last Olympics on men's aid, I understand. And a, a great showing, too, by the U.S. in that. So do you feel some pressure to get some, I get a possibly a gold, possibly a silver or bronze in the event? I think, you know, I think with whatever boat you're in in the Olympics, there's always, you know, you have expectations. And I think really we're just, we haven't raced anyone outside of our team since 2019. So, you know, it's hard to say what will be, but I know the team's stronger than it has been the year before. You know, we're, we're just going in there trying to do our best. That's, that's sort of all we can focus on. It's, hard, it's too hard to focus on other teams. I think, you know, we're in a great place. I think, we're, I think we'll, be, we'll do very well there. We'll certainly be rooting you on. Now, Matt, will you be able to, because of all the restrictions going around with the coronavirus, be able to go to Tokyo and watch Alex perform? No. They basically, I believe they have 10,000 Japanese citizens able to go to there. So we'll be having watch parties in Pittsburgh, two in the morning, cheering, cheering on Team USA. 
and uh, just enjoying the competition and watching it when they, you know, cut it up for consumption the next day. But I do want to watch if they do have it on the web or on the Olympic stations, the raw feed that you could see it happening as it's, as it's going on. Oh, those parties are going to be fun. I tell you that <laughs> uh, Alex, you're six, eight, your dad's six, seven, at least according to the, the roster at Pitt, when you played there, you may have shrunk just a little bit uh, <laughs> through, right. You're probably six, six and a half now, maybe. <laughs> yes. But at, at six, eight, you know, a lot of people don't understand the whole technique, but uh, we do know that it's, you know, if you're moving that shell through the water, it is about the legs, not necessarily the upper body strength. And I know that the four main parts of the stroke are catch, drive, finish, and recovery. Can you give us a quick explanation, Alex, and maybe even show us a little bit with your body what you have to do to become an <laughs> Olympic rower? Yeah, right. So the, let's see, the... You better get this right, Alex. <laughs> I mean, I think probably in the eight, I mean, yeah, it's up for debate, but I'd say probably the drive is, is the, I mean, it's also important, but maybe the drive, because that's just, that's where you're generating all the power and, and pushing the boat forward. And, you know, it's a little bit like golf. You sort of see the the motion and think, wow, that looks pretty easy. And then maybe you go try it. And it's, you know, it's, it's a little clunky and you're trying too hard. It's almost you have to try as hard as you can, but in a way that's unified. So you almost have to, there's a certain like grace and smoothness to it that you have to, you have to have. So I think that's been one of the steps I've tried to make from college to the national team is sort of being a little smoother and kind of taking more care of the boat and, and doing it in a way that really accelerates the boat forward instead of just going as hard as I absolutely can which you still need to do, but you need to do it in a way that is helpful to everyone. Hey, hey, Doug, I would like to say that what you described, Alex has been like Coach Jay from Central Catholic. They have water tanks. And that was one of the drills that they always did is how do you feather the blade into the water, the catch. And like you said, there's a form. And that's one of the things I think I brought from basketball to rowing for Alex, Matthew, and Julia is that there's a perfect form in rowing. The proper, how you hold your hand, how you pull, recover, catch. And if you stay within that form and you grow in speed, maturity, and power, you can get faster without getting hurt and generating more power. Because a lot of young people, like if you see someone shooting a three-point that's eight years old, their elbow is going to be out. They're going to be pushing. They're learning bad habits. But in rowing, I think Central Catholic had an extra, I would say, I would say an extra advantage or an advantage because of Coach Jay and the stroke work that he did with them in the tanks and on the water. He stressed the basics. So Alex has been able to take it. I think Michael Grady has also taken that. Michael's father also it was a very good rower as well. So they had a lot of advantage to learn the stroke and make sure that you are in unison and you have a smooth release of power, not a forceful, but there's power throughout the stroke and recovery. And I think that's helped Alex a lot. In men's eight, everybody has to be together, right? Or there's trouble. That's yeah, that's exactly right. If you're, I mean, if you're one, one person, you know, away or, are not doing the right thing in time, but it can really just mess up the whole boat. 
it's the, it's the perfect team boat in that, in that sense. I wanted to give you a chance to, to talk about your former Central Catholic coach, Jay Hammond, and your head coach at Brown University, Paul Cook. How, what have they meant to you, and, and what do you want to say about them now that you're an Olympian? I mean, they've been incredible. I couldn't have asked for, for better coaches along the way. I think Jay, uh, like my dad said, he set up a great foundation sort of technically with the run stroke, but he also set me on the right path. Um, he always made sure I was, I was humble and not sort of getting, uh, getting a big head about things. After I remember after one time I went to the Junior Worlds and it was a, it was a great experience. Um, we got seventh – or we, sorry, we got eighth. And we had just done a, a workout on the erg and I thought it was pretty good. And he was like, well, when are you going to beat this time? Like all these coaches are asking me about it. And it sort of took me down a few pegs. And I think that really set me up. I always try to stay humble and, and not really, you know, I try to just do what I do and let that speak for itself. Um, and I think Paul, I, he, he was great. He, he taught us a lot of great lessons that I think you can only learn through giving yourself fully to a process and, and living with the results of that. I think he taught us just how to work incredibly, incredibly hard. And even when it's like, especially when it's not easy or maybe you're not seeing the exact results you want, you just got to keep working hard and, and that's all that can take you. The Kiwis are moving up. They go up to 42 as well. Benjamin Taylor really raising the rating there. The Kiwis move into silver medal position. Can they hold it to the line? The USA are coming in to take the gold though. They're going to be crowned world rowing under 23 champions. And I'd also like to say, um, my coach now, Mike Tatey, has been phenomenal. I think he sort of knows how to how to push me to the next level and, and really question, is that is that your best? Like, is that truly what you can give to the team or is there a little more there? And I think that is, that's really helped me make a couple more steps here. You know what I think is so great is the fact that I, I mentioned it. Uh, your dad obviously exposed you to basketball and, and gave you an opportunity if you, you know, you were obviously – you had the skills to do that if you wanted to. Um, but he let you do what you wanted to do as far as sports and as far as I, and sometimes we don't see that with parents. That has to be a, something that you appreciate as, as a son in a sports family. That's right. I remember, I think it was my sophomore year of high school. I was driving somewhere with my dad and he said, you know, you don't have to row just because Matthew did. And I was like, what are you talking What are you talking about? This is, <laughs> this is what I'm doing. This is all I want to do. And, and so, it was, it was very nice to have the option of not being pressured to do it. Um, I could have picked any sport or activity or no sport. or I could have done really whatever I wanted and would have felt supported. So I think that was nice to have that freedom and there was no pressure. Matt, when the family heard that Alex had made the Olympic team, what was the reaction? Were you surprised at all? Um, well, I, I want to say that I was happy and proud, you know, for that from, from being surprised. Um, Alex has always set his goals and he's always achieved them. So in high school, they won the national high school championship. They did it. They wanted to do it and they achieved it. You know, he wanted to go to Brown. He got into Brown. He succeeded at Brown. He graduated from Brown. So all the goals that he's put in front of him, he's been able to, to, to achieve. So to say surprise, as I told Alex, you have the potential you have the drive. And if you are, there's so many good people in the United States for the rowing. It's how does that team work together? So I'm not surprised that he was in the mix. And I was very happy and excited that he made the team. And 
you know, he, I think he's found another rowing family to compete in. Cause one of the things I do want to say about rowing, it is the greatest individual sport, but it's also the greatest team sport because all the work that Alex and everybody on the Olympic team that has put in, you really don't see behind the curtains, the work effort. I mean, I played basketball. I worked out, did running, did steps. It came nowhere near where rowing workouts are. Like I would physically get sick if I looked at it. I mean, cause that's how hard it is. And I would say wrestling, the body weight exercises that wrestling goes through is what's similar to rowers do in terms of what they put their bodies through. What to row on the river with their team and compete. And it's just really neat to see all the work come together for Alex to achieve his dream. Alex, I think there's one thing that you probably can't do as well as your dad, <laughs> and that is use your elbows. He is famous for using his elbows. You can ask Patrick Ewing about that when he uh, went up uh, against Georgetown Hoyas with Patrick Ewing. He uh, impressed Coach John Thompson so much that he was inquiring, like, who, who's this guy that is, is, is out there? Do you remember some of those battles with Patrick Ewing when you were at Pitt, Matt? Yes, I do. It was um, very memorable. He was a great, great competitor. And I was happy to get underneath his skin and move him out of his comfort zone so that we could win that game. So, I, I yeah, I do remember battles with him, with uh, St. John's, with Chris Mullins, Bill Weddington, Otis Thorpe from Providence. I mean, you're in Newark. So with uh, Seton Hall, we had some battles there. So um, a lot of good memories from college with that. Or, or am I wrong? Can you use your elbows really good, Alex? <laughs> uh, I haven't used them for a while. <laughs> and you don't want to use them on your teammates for fun either. You want to make sure you're all healthy for, for the games. The world comes back together. For an Olympics, unlike any other. What kind of precautions uh, do the Olympians need to take knowing that we're still in this pandemic? So we've all been vaccinated. We were lucky enough and fortunate enough to get the vaccinations out here in California. Um, so that's, I mean, it, it's been very helpful to have that. But I think pretty much all the, the common sense, still wearing masks, social distancing. So when we go to Japan, we'll have to be tested when we land. Um, and we'll pretty much have those, those still precautions in place like i said social distancing mask you know have the hand sanitizer everywhere um so yeah just i think pretty pretty common sense stuff you're listening to sports jam and watching sports jam here and my guests are alex mcplasevich alex is the u.s rowing olympian he's just made the usa team and his father matt mcplasevich who played basketball at the University of Pittsburgh and was a star player as well at Franklin Regional and was my teammate. And we had some good, <laughs> some good battles there with you and your brother Dave on the court. I have to mention we lost Dave in 2019. He touched me deeply because not only did he listen to this program, Sports Jam, you know, we kept in touch, but he was a clinician out there. He was one of the best free throw shooters I've ever seen. And when he got the ball in the paint, we scored. And if we didn't score, Matt would get the rebound and score. 
And with my cousin, <laughs> Keith Schuster, we went on a run and won six games in a row uh, during uh, my senior year. I'll never forget that. It was the highlight uh, of my life. And uh, we miss your brother deeply. And Alex, your, your uncle, we miss him deeply. He was a terrific basketball player, but more, he was a good friend. And, and uh, I always appreciated when he would listen to the show and let me know that he, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he was out there because that, because that really meant a lot when you go your different paths and different colleges and things like that to maintain a relationship in any way is special. So Alex, when you, you think about you've, you've made five national teams, is there a moment other than clinching the Olympic team that you say, this was it, this was my moment? I think this might be a little bit of a rogue pick of all those moments, but I think it was my first time trying to make the under 23 team. And that was sort of the first time I really struggled with selection. And, you know, I, I went into that camp thinking, okay, I'm, I'm going to make the eight and you know, I'm just going to, that's the priority boat. And then I sort of found myself sort of on the chopping block and I ended up making the third priority boat, which was the Cox four. And I learned a tremendous amount that summer and, improved the most I probably have throughout my whole career at that point. And then we went on to to win the, the gold at, at that world championship. So I think sort of that whole summer was was pretty incredible. And in the in terms of the learning experience and improvement I saw and sort of realizing more of my potential and then also sort of capping it off with a win is always nice. Absolutely. And you know, we know from when we watch Olympians that it's not just the physical there's a lot of mental things going on uh, in the sport. And in rowing, I know there has to be a, a mental process that you go through. First of all, just the pain of, of you know, going through the, the water. How did you handle that? I mean, going obviously going to Brown University, you're a very bright, very bright man. But how did you mentally prepare to be an Olympian? I think sort of just from the, the day-to-day practicing, and it's, it's a really great environment that our coaches and U.S. Rowing is set up for us here. We, I mean, there's there's just so many talented oarsmen out here. And really, it's just continuing what you do every day in practice. To, I mean, to, to compete with these guys and row with these guys every day, just, you know, you just kind of go through that. And, and I think you're pretty much ready to go. It's, it's a great way to improve the, the mental fortitude of just... Yeah, and, and then also, Doug, one of the items, when I think of Alex's workout, I always think of the song, Lunatic Fringe, I Know You're Out There, that all the work effort that he put in at Central, at Brown, because I know going into his senior year, he was doing double workouts more than the regular rowing because he wanted to be prepared. And instead of rowing in eights, he did pairs and single skulls. So he was trying to do more miles above and beyond what regular practice was. And that's where the coach at Brown helped set up a program that Alex was able to do more work, more work capacity. And that mental aspect or the toughness to want to do that, but then to actually complete it and see the results. That's where a lot of the strength comes from when at 5 a.m. he's already on the water or on the herb working out and doing body weight, weightlifting, you know, doing the bear, running hills.
Alex, I know you miss running hills, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where I got the, the mental for too. <laughs> I'm exactly the right build for running hills. <laughs> I'll do it. Alex, your dad has something that I don't have anymore, and that's hair. Uh, so you know, it, it's amazing. He still he still has his his, his hair. Take us back to uh, not only to the University of Pittsburgh, but your your days at Franklin Regional, Matt. You know, with your sister Pam winning a state championship, you know, a few years before uh, before you got to really have your dominance on the court. What is it about this Miklasevich family that you know really changed basketball? You know, at in, in Murraysville at the high school there. But what is it about this family? It just you have three children, all competed at the college level. What is it? Well, I, well, I would say that we picked a sport that we loved, which was basketball. And it was really my dad and my mom. My dad basically said, hey, you can get a scholarship to go to college. Okay, you could be great. You could be good in three sports. You could be great in one. So we set up practices. My dad set up a practice routine, took us down to the track. We always laughed when we'd go to the track we would have to run three miles, okay? And that was there. We would do Boston Celtic drills on the court. We would set up practice at home. I felt so sorry for our next door neighbor, Amy Krasinski or the Krasinskis, because she goes, yep, you know when it was 6 a.m., the Miklas Savages are out there playing basketball in the summer. And But the one thing my dad always said is that you could play a sport, but you have to practice that. So how do you break down a game? So basketball made up of offense, defense, transition. And, you know, how do you do that? How do you set up a defensive position? How do you do the slides? How do you do the shot? Free throws. And a lot of people play basketball, but they don't practice. And we practiced a lot. And we didn't have a lot of, in Murraysville, not a lot of people played basketball in the summer that you could pick up a game. So we traveled some. We mostly stayed just playing against each other. So we made Pam better. And I always joke with her that she was all American, but everyone that Pitt said, oh, she's Matt's sister. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm Pam's brother because Pam is an all-American. You know, she led the nation in free throw shooting. She actually got drafted by the women's NBA to New Jersey, but then it folded before the season could start. So she had opportunities and she was very mean and tough. My brother was very mean and tough. So I had to do that to get better because my dad would do animal ball, miss the shot and then attack each other to make sure we get it in. And so my parents really helped set the program. And then we just enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed Hank Sholley, Mr. Allison, Oki Reese from ninth grade, and then Nick Orlick, you know, in 10th grade, you know, that we just were able to play. And I enjoyed playing with you, Todd Johnson, Dave, you know, Greg Kalaluka. I mean, I just remember the whole team that was just fun because you look back on it, it was a different time. It was still, hey, come home when the streetlights come on. You know, you just go out running. People 15, 16 years old working eight-hour jobs after school. You know, they had – so it was just a unique time that you look back on. It's like, hey, that was pretty unique in the time of, you know, the the experience that we went through. I mean, I still remember your uh, jump shot, you know, your form and stuff. So I remember you, Doug. (laughs) 
Well, uh, Alex, one thing you didn't know is that uh, when we lost in the uh, playoff playing game at Penn Hills, uh, that would have been your dad's uh, sophomore year and your uncle's senior season. Um, that was the night that the U.S. beat Russia in hockey in 1980. Wow. Yeah, so That's that right. was so that was uh, that was pretty interesting too. Matt, can you tell when Alex's boat is doing well? When you know uh, he's he's in is in good shape when you're when you're watching the Olympics at the parties now. Are you going to be able to tell that they're you know that they have a chance? Do you know enough about as the race goes on? I I, I can under I can see the boat and you see what you see and you know the how they get off from you know the the first fifty meters. You want to be at a certain place, but. You know, I'll be able to pick them out, but I do want to say is that Alex, Matthew, and Julie have a different language about rowing because you ask them, oh, how'd you do you on your 2K time? They'll talk about splits, volumes. I said, all I wanted was a time. Like, did you get 5.50 in a 2K? And they can never answer that because there's a all the terminology that when the rowers get together in a room, it's like listening to Klingon sometimes because you can't understand them and they're all talking a different language. So I can tell when, when they're do, what, that they'll do well and Hey, they're going to put themselves in the best position that they can and let the chips fall where they may and just leave it all out on the course. That's all they can do. So, and I think, I think they'll bring home good results. So Alex, is there going to be a special wave to the family or you know, anything during the opening ceremonies to say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm here. I've made it. You're going to be in the same celebration with Simone Biles, considered one of the greatest <laughs> Olympians ever. How exciting is this? I know. It's incredible. I'll have to, I have to work on my secret uh, secret little signal to the family. But, yeah, it's – yeah. I mean, each time I kind of think about it more and more, it's a little bit more and more surreal each, each kind of day it gets closer. But just I'm incredibly excited and, and thankful I made it to this point. Do we know when the rowing events will take place so we can make sure that we either setting our DVDs or we're making sure that we have our, our TV set to the right point? Yeah, so I think the, the first day is, uh, wait, sorry, let me check, I'll just check the calendar quickly. <laughs> it's the best yeah, way to do it. It goes the 24th to the 30th. So for my event, the first day is the 25th. The, the winners of each of those sheets goes on to the final and then the finals on the 30th. What would make you happy? I mean, would you, as long as you guys do your best or is it metal or bust? What's, what's in that mindset of Alex Miklasevich right now going into the Tokyo Olympics? Well, I think, you know, everyone's going there to win. I think just as long as we, we finish the last race, as, you know, each race, as long as we finish each race feeling that was our best and that was what we could do on the day, I think, I mean, I think that's all you can be satisfied with. What do you think you'll be thinking about, Matt, as he's competing? What's going to be going through your mind? I would imagine a lot of memories. You can imagine Alex as, you a, just, as a young boy, right? Mm -hmm. You just put your finger on a lot of memories and just a lot of smiles. And I know that Julie and Matthew will be watching as well, that we'll be on the phone. But honestly, you know, from a competition perspective, just the Olympics and the rowing, there are so many great countries and the United States, I think, is going to be in the mix with that. And that's just prideful to say that my son's part of that effort. And it's just a sense of pride, sense of excitement, you know, just wishing I was there 
you know, that I could see it live, but uh, knowing that you can. So it's just a question of just making sure that a, they leave everything out there and I think they will. So um, just have joy in rowing in the competition, you know, cause it's like rowing doesn't have a professional sport. You know, you don't come up and say, Hey, I'm going to get this contract and we're going to row all around the country. So this is the penultimate for rowing for the United States team. So it'll be very exciting memories and such that, you know, when Alex has a family, I could say, I remember. <laughs> so it'll be nice. You know, Alex, memories, believe it or not, I'm going to give you some advice heading into the Olympic Games and say, well, what? How can how? And that is similar advice that I give to someone you know, who's, who's entering marriage or, or a big event is, at some point, just step back from everything and take it all in because it's going to go so fast and you want to have as many memories and you want that image in your mind forever because you've worked so hard and we're so proud of you. And, you know, on behalf of, of your family, you know, I love your family dearly. Just take it all in at some point. So no matter, you know, whatever the result is, you did it. You made it. And you became an Olympian. And we'll be rooting for you. And we want to thank you so much for joining us on Sports Jam. Of course. Thank you very much. I think that's great advice. I'll, make, I'll try to make you guys proud. <laughs> Matt, you know how I feel about you and your family and, and to your sister, Pam. She's still in Florida? Yes, I'm actually talking from her second floor. I came down yesterday to spend Fourth of July with her. Oh, please give her my best. Uh, I will. You know, you know how dear uh, the Miklasevich family is to me. So once again, I want to thank you both. This has been a very special sports jam. Best of luck, Alex. Go for the gold. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Doug. Sports Jam is a WBGO Studios production. You can hear all the shows by going to WBGO.org slash sports jam. Find Sports Jam with Doug Doyle on the NPR list of podcasts and on iTunes. Until our next Sports Jam session, I'll see you at the game.